Blog Talk Radio. Monday morning, once again, and it's time at 10 o'clock for another edition of Coffee Shop Conversation segment. Today's topic is going to be, are you improving your reading habits? And we're going to have a whole good old time, as we usually do, with our partners. I'm talking about co-hosts, Shatila Underwood. Good morning, Shatila. Good morning, 18. How are you? Fine, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Good morning, Jed. Hey, hey, guys. Good morning. Hey, since we're talking about improving our reading habits, I want to know about you guys and your reading habits. Because um, I know you've both written books, but I don't know anything about what you guys like to read, what your reading habits are, or any of that stuff. Do you guys have a favorite, well, favorite book, favorite book genre? I'll let, I'll let uh, Satila go first, but I have something to say since she gets through. Okay. Well, thank you, Agent. <laughs> well, um, I would say my favorite book genre is drama books or real-life story books, you know, something relevant to, like, biographies or memoirs and things like that. Um, I love substance like that. Um, I'm very interested in it and something that relates and hit home like, well, what I wrote. But my favorite book, um, I would say I don't really have a favorite. I'm just a bookworm, and I love reading a lot, even articles and things like that. So, Kayla, what is your book? Is it a biography or is it a memoir? Well, you know what? Um, when I initially wrote the book, I was confused as to what to write it, and the publisher that I had you know, influenced me not to make it a memoir, which I should have made it a memoir. But really, um, it's a... Uh, a fiction, a non, a fiction book, really. Um, okay. That's what I went up under. But I, I know, you know, doing further research, research after the fact, expo facto, that it should have actually been a memoir, which I think I'm gonna go ahead and change it soon. So, kind of a fiction book with a lot of real life experience in it. Really, it's a whole bunch of real life experience. I just changed names to protect the innocent, or should I say, guilty? <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's important. Yes. yes. <laughs> I heard a quote once that I love. It said, if the people in our stories wanted to be portrayed better, they should have behaved better. Amen to that. I don't know if I and entirely agree with that. I think there's there's room for protecting protecting people's identity. But um, I kind of like that quote still. Well, we have a sign on the door here, on the office door, um, and it states... Um, it says, novelists at work, outsiders may be written into a story. Warning. <laughs> <laughs> I love so, it. So, yes. <laughs> wow. That's, I, I love the memoirs, too, so that's, that's cool. That's something we have in common. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me jump baby. in there. And tell, yes, I was just about to jump in and tell you. Well, first of all, I like, like similar to Shatila, that's why we have a lot in common. I like reading biographies or autobiographies. However, I don't like to read the whole book. I like to get to the heart of the matter and move on. <laughs> so I, I, I was amazed when I saw your article about uh, improving reading habits. That's something I need to do because I'm always on the go, but I do a lot of quick reading. I do a lot mm-hmm. of writings of blogs and articles, but everything I do is usually short. I, I, I haven't, I can't remember the time I sat down with a good book and read it from cover to cover because usually I would go through, read a, a chapter or two, and move on to something else. I, I guess that's because growing up in West Indies, I was always on the go. In those days, we didn't have any audio books to climb the trees with and like in the tree and eat a fruit and listen to the book. We didn't have that. No, and That's I can relate to that because that was that was me for the last couple of years. I used to love to yes. read. I mean, I remember being in college when um, I would go to a coffee shop, surprise, surprise, and um, just plant myself on the couch for four, five, six hours, sometimes even longer, no. and. Um, read through one or two books, um, sometimes even more than that. And then I had kids and everything changed. So I can mm-hmm. totally relate yeah. to trying to yes. trying to juggle everything. Yes. Well, I used well, to go to the library too and I would spend hours and hours in there but never read a full book. I would pick up different books and read this and read that or even get music or magazines or anything that would stimulate me on a short time basic. basic. Short-time basis. Hmm. Oh, it's funny you said, Aten, that you really like to get to the meat and potatoes, so to speak, of a book. You don't really read from the beginning to the end. And that's something that motivated me in writing my book and inspired me to make sure that I started the book basically at the end and then went back to the beginning, you know, so people can understand where I was coming from. So it's funny you said that because I consider my book an emotional roller coaster and it keeps you enticed yeah. and it keeps you entertained and it makes oh, you yeah. not want to put down a book until the end. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yes. I I think there's a lot of value in that, though. And I know in my own writing, um, I put out a book that was fairly lengthy and I don't know that I'll ever do that again. Um, just as in my own personal life, when I read a book, I'm looking for you know, key quotes and really just kind of want to get the highlights and main parts of a single subject end up and then move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. I understand. Definitely understand. When you say you wrote a lengthy book, what do you consider lengthy, Jet? You know, I think it was, it was over 200 pages. So I think it okay. was about 55, 60,000 words. So it's it's not too lengthy, but... Uh, certainly a lot longer than anything else I had written. I think it's it's different if you're writing a memoir or a fiction book, but I think for nonfiction, people are wanting to dive into the subject, get the main points, right. find the key ideas, and right. then move on. Sort of like a novel versus a novelette. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's wow. Put it. Yes. <laughs> interesting. Very right, interesting. So Let's help ATN out because Shakila, you're still doing a lot of reading, or at least some reading, right? 
Oh, yeah. All right. And I, article, this year, I'm reading more books. A lot. So how do you do it? How do you do it with kids, with school, with jobs? How do you juggle all of that and still have time to read? I mean, you always have time to read just like you always have time to write. You have to be a multitasker like myself. Um, you know, it doesn't matter how much time you have in a day, how many hats you're wearing, how many jobs you have. You have uh, To me, you have to always be able to read, um, whether you're on the toilet, like I said. You know, <laughs> yeah, I've done that. I'm guilty. Or, you know, if you're in the car waiting for somebody or whatever you're doing, like I can be in a grocery store and I'll pick up something to read. I'm just very nosy, should I say, and I want to know about everything. So you can't just watch TV. You can't just play video games. You have to be able to read something with substance to be able to teach you. And I also intertwine that with my kids. You know, we go to the library um, preferably once a week, um, if not more, when we have more time. But I like to pass it on to them because it's not all about saying, you know, stagnant reading games during the summer, you know, reading um, or playing video games during the summer. Knowledge is key, and I think you have to start your children at that, you know, with that habit during an early age. Absolutely. Well, well, and I think that you're being intentional about it, too, which I think is, is key. Yes. yes. Eighteen, you were going to ask me, something. Yeah. Let me ask something about Shatila. You know, she's very good at doing many things. As a matter of fact, I, I, I have a title for her. She's a master multitasker because not everybody <laughs> has a she does. And multitasking. <laughs> but that's something it's that's very optional. key. It's not optional. Yeah. You see, there she goes. Because she knew what she had to cover. Now me, I have time in my hands, and I'm moving on to so many different things, so many different tasks, but I can juggle them all at once. Still, as you can tell you, I tried to type and speak to her at the time, and I was making all kinds of typing errors. He can't walk down the street and chew bubble gum at the same time. That's what he's trying to say. But, you know, me, I wear multiple hats because if I can't do it all at one time, then something's going to get put on hold and it's not going to get done, which is not optional. Yes. So I do multitask, and I think that's key to, you know, being a single parent, yes. you know, and trying to wear multiple hats and juggle life, you know, because life's going to happen. What you can't do is press pause. So you have to be able to do multiple things at the same time, and you have to complete them. Not only do them, but complete them. Yeah, Sheila, I'm right there with you. I love multitasking, and that was my yeah. big um, big change this year was um, discovering audibles and just the audible audiobooks. And it's funny because I really yeah. did not think I'd like those, and I avoided them for years and years. And then I think finally there was a book that I really wanted to read and um, didn't have – the money or the time for the book. And then I saw um, the two free audibles, you know, the free audible trial. So I jumped in and tried it and absolutely fell in love with audiobooks. You're so this, um, this past month mm-hmm. I've been hiking, babysitting Addison. So it's been kind of hiking up a mountain, Addison on my back and listening to an audiobook the whole way up and the whole way down. And so it's kind wow. of that extreme multitasking of, um, babysitting, father-daughter time, um, exercise, and reading all at once. And it's kind of surprising how much at the end of um, these trips up and down the mountain I'll have remembered and kind of taken out of listening to the audiobook. Really been cool. You know what, Jed? You know, I, I did that. It was a few, It was like, I think my son, he's about to be 10 now, but when he was three years old and we used to go, um, and road trips all the time because we lived in almost every state. 
But one time we were driving down to North Carolina, and I listened to audio book of Eric Jerome Dickey. And I listened to his whole book. I think it was like ten cassettes, but I listened to him. And you know what? That that what you when you saying that it resonates with me because I think I need to get more into that as opposed to listening to the radio in the car. So I'm going to incorporate yeah. that again back into my life. Not only that, but I want my book to become an audio book, and I've been you know contemplating on that here recently, and I think we're going to make that happen real soon. Do you have an audio book out, Jen? No, and I'm I'm the same way. I'm dying to get one out. So, um, yeah. Sometime, I think that's my goal in the next maybe two years to finally finally get one out. You said two years. That's eons from now. How about three to six months? Can you fit that in? <laughs> <laughs> Amongst your million things you had going on. <laughs> that's right. I'm messing with you, Jed. <laughs> She's gonna make you more contentious, Jed. <laughs> I'm not putting him on the spot. I'm just messing with him, pulling his leg, but motivating okay. him at the same time. If I can do it, then right. you can do it. Let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. I think you need to lead the way on this one. I can't wait. I'll watch hey, you now. do it, and then I'll learn from you. All right. <laughs> you know, right, I, so I think. Go ahead. Oh, go for it. No, and go I'll ahead. Jump in afterwards. Okay. Well, I was just going to say, I think it is a market and a niche for it. You know, not everybody that have time to sit down and read, but they always have time to listen. Everyone that I know turns on the radio. So instead of reading a book, you know, if you don't have time, then have time to listen to it, audio version. So I think there's a need for it, especially with people that have um, disabilities. And and, yeah. and also that the audio books, I think it's more lucrative considering that um, you can have a higher price tag on it versus a hardback or an e-book. Absolutely, and it's well worth it. It's yeah, it's fun to to listen to an author read their own book too. I know some yes. some um, authors, especially nonfiction, have you know somebody else do it, and they'll do all the cool voices and fun voices. I'm listening to that Harry Potter series with their kiddos right now, and um, that's right. really fun. But it's mm-hmm. also really fun to listen to the author kind of read the books themselves, and I think their personality and their passion and excitement and emotion, across too. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Put all into it versus having someone else do a voiceover. So, Shatila, here's something else that I'm doing, and it's um, kind of similar to what you're doing. You said, you know, keep books everywhere. Keep them next to your bed, in your living room, next to your bathroom, just, you know, have them everywhere. And, um, a friend of mine introduced me to a really cool reading app um, called Rush Reader, and you can import a PDF file, and it's a speed reading app. So you go through and you set how fast you want to read, and um, it sounds kind of weird when I explain it, but it flashes one word on the screen at a time. And so if you set it at um, like 600 words per minute, it'll take it and it'll fly through the words or fly through the book one word at a time at 600 words per, per minute. And um, you just kind of have to keep up as it shows them that quick. And then you um, move it up by increments of 25. So when that gets um, easy to read at, you move it up to 625 words per minute, then 650. Wow. And um, the thing that I really like about it, though, is like PDF files are hard to see on your phone. Mm-hmm. But this blows the word up to pretty decent font, and with one word at a time, it's um it just makes reading on your phone easy. Um, not that 
and sit down and read for two or three hours on my phone. But I can get through, you know, a chapter in a book in, you know, five to seven minutes. So just during those little breaks in the waiting room, um, you know, when there's downtime at work, that's something that I've always got with me. So now I've got a book with me everywhere I go, and I can breeze through a chapter in five minutes, get back to life, and then, you know, the next day we breeze through another chapter in five minutes. And it's, it's amazing. A chapter a day and you're flying through a book in, you know, one or two weeks. What app or software is that again? It's called yeah. Rush, Re- Rush Reader. Okay. Interesting. There's, there's still a couple then, bugs to be worked out of it, but I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Is that, is that an Android app, is it? I'm sorry, say that again? I don't think it's an Android app. It's for iPhone. Yeah, I've got it on my iPhone. I don't know if Android's got it or not. No, I looked for it. I didn't find it. No. No. Come up eventually. (laughs) Well, the Galaxy 7 need to get up to date. (laughs) (laughs) You see? You see? Chad has an iPhone that he uses for his multitasking. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. So tell us what else you got there before we run out of time, please. What I, you know, I think a big part of it is just having that value on reading too. Um, one of my favorite quotes by John Maxwell says, "If you find yourself at the head of the class, you're in the wrong class. It's time to find a new class." And um, oh, really? I read that quote. Yeah, I read that. Uh, a year ago, and it kind of convicted me of, you know, I'm staying where I'm comfortable, and I need to get out and um, read new books, read different genres, um, try new things, and I need to get out of my comfort zone. Because I think I mm-hmm. found myself in a place where I was doing stuff that I was pretty good at and pretty comfortable with, and I was kind of floating and um, getting by as opposed to um, doing things where I was pushing myself and um, challenging myself. Right. Well, that speaks volumes that you're doing a temperature check on yourself because a lot of people don't do that and they stay stagnant in their everyday life and don't push themselves to the next level or push it to the limit. So I admire that in you, Jet. Shatila, thank you. Hey, since Mm -hmm. we're talking about books, what are other must-read books? Shatila's book is down there. Um, What are other books on the must-read list? Well, Atien has that. He has that thing on Pinterest where he promotes authors. So I think Atien's the one that can answer that question. <laughs> it is, well, that's what I do too, Jed. I collect books worth reading. There's an app, not an app, there's a board I have on Pinterest that says books worth reading. So whenever I come across something that looks worthwhile or someone I interviewed, I will put them up there. Too many to mention right now. And I'm a little concerned about the time, so I'm going to cut it short. Just say that for now. No worries. Well, it sounds like we're kind of coming towards the end, and I've got to get my kiddos to school yes. pretty pretty soon anyways. Okay. Um, yeah, we have about 10 oh. minutes. Okay, so a couple more minutes. Um, let's bring the spiritual side into this, too. Another quote that I wrote down is Second Peter 3.18. that says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I love that verse because really there's a um, whole spiritual aspect to growing too. You know, God designed us to always be learning, always be growing. And um, yes. 
growing closer to him, learning about the incredible world that he made. And, um, you know, as somebody who loves psychology, always learning about people, too. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Very interesting. I think learning about people, you know, is a good thing. It's a great thing. It's a learning tool, and it's something that a lot of people need to utilize and pay more attention to is other people because you learn from other people. You can't just learn from yourself because you, within yourself you live within a box, but if you be able to think outside the box, you can see what other people are doing and kind of incorporate that in your life. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're down to our last ten minutes. Um somebody who wants to read more has got to check out Audible. Um, Rush Reader is a great way to read. Um, speed reading something that I've done in the past and really enjoyed. Um, it's amazing how much you can, how much you pick up. And um, I think one of the things that struck me about a speed reading book is um, they said that when you read faster, you actually retain more. I was a little um, apprehensive about that until I tried it. And um, I really think it works. I think the faster you read, the more focused you have to be on what you're reading, um, the less your mind can wander, and the more you really do retain. Really? Have you tried it? Have you, yeah. Have you ever done any speed reading books, classes? Well, I would like to, I'm guilty of that. I would say out of all the books that I read during my master's degree, I can't really say I read the book. I sped read through the books really what ATN said. I got from the beginning to the end. I just skimmed through it, but I was able to yeah. pick up things that I key things that I needed in order to ace all my tests and things like that. So I can't say I actually read a full textbook during my master's degree. I just skimmed <laughs> through it and was able to breeze through it. But it, I think yeah. reading is key. But I don't think, to my in my opinion, to speed read during uh, for a regular book, not a school textbook, I don't think I will be able to actually understand it. I like to actually get dive into it and get to the nuts and bolts or meat and potatoes as Atheon, you know, said. Yeah. I have to actually read page to page, but I have to be motivated because if page one don't get me, I won't get to the last page. I'll be I'm guilty of that. <laughs> yeah. well, and I agree with you there because sometimes like if you're doing if I'm reading fiction, um, I won't speed read. I really want to mm-hmm. sit there and enjoy the book. And yeah, um, you know, I love it when you're reading a book and it you almost forget where you are. And feel, exactly, and you feel like you're in a in another place. Right, and you feel like you're there. You know, during the scenes and stuff like that. I know I love stuff like that. But textbooks, yeah, I can speed read through that all day long and still ace my test. And I think it's basically what, you know, because I was in the industry for so long and I know that stuff, I'm not saying I'm better than the writer, but I can just at least pick up key words of what I need to know in order to pass the test. <laughs> yeah. I've always done that. <laughs> hey, speaking of fiction, um, I found a really cool article on the Huffington Post about the value of fiction books. And it's, um, I thought it was really interesting. Um, talking about somebody who attended a science fiction um, book fair in China. And he was kind of surprised because I guess um, previously China had kind of um, frowned on science fiction books. I guess there was kind of the idea of, you know, it's just kind of fluff and light reading and it's, um, you know, not really what you want to dive into if you're serious about your education. Mm-hmm. And um, 
what they found out is they sent delegates to places like Apple, Microsoft, Google, and they found out all the key people, the key inventors, key programmers had something in common. They were all huge science fiction fans. And wow. I guess what, what was happening is these people were becoming experts at creating creating things that other people had designed, and it was a kind of habit that started in their um, teen years and even in their youth as they were reading all these science fiction books, and I'm thinking, hey, I can go out and create that. So they weren't necessarily idea people, but they were reading about all these cool inventions, all these great ideas, and they're just like, okay, so how do I make that? Wow. I can see where that comes into play. Even though I'm not a sci-fi reader or sci-fi watcher, anything like that, I'm not into that genre, but I can see where that can inspire one to actually want to motivate or create something within themselves, you know, for their for yeah. themselves, rather. I can see that, but I'm I'm not into that one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, well, and I'm the same way. I'm not a huge science fiction fan either, but it kind of opened my eyes, even with my own, own kids, you know. I might think they're reading light reading or something that doesn't really matter. But, um, you know, mm-hmm. it would make sense that if you're an artist, you're going to love these creative right. books. Um, right. You know, if you're mm-hmm. like me and love psychology and relationships, you're going to jump into books that are, you know, stories about people and relationships and overcoming challenges. And right. so it's really what we think might be light reading, might be something key that's getting your mind going and your imagination going and, um, mm-hmm. Something that impacts you for the rest of your life. Exactly. Turn on that light bulb. <laughs> wow. I can definitely see that. Nathan, what about you? Well, I'm here listening to you guys, and I, I, I have a mixed, mixed feeling about reading. It's funny. Reading comes along with writing. Writing comes along with reading. And I tend to do a lot more writing than I do reading. I used to write mm-hmm. articles, and they're all over the Internet, about staying safe online. And I would mm-hmm. have to do research on of reading. But as I said, it was short reading, not lengthy book reading. And I would knock out papers and articles in no time at all, anything that's short. When I say short, I'm talking about less than five pages. But to um, sit there and read a whole book, that's something I really haven't done in school. And as you were talking, I thought of, why is that? I think it's part of the way I was raised in the Catholic school. We were taught at an early age to read and pronounce every word properly. So I got hung mm. up in reading every word, making sure I pronounced it properly. And if I mm. did, I had to go back and do it again. And, oh, that, that didn't go well with me. But who could complain in the Catholic school? You know, in those days, get your hands whacked. <laughs> wow. Not your behind, your hands, huh? <laughs> your hands, yes, wow. yes, your hands. Oh, yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. All right, guys, i got to head off and take my kiddos to school, so I want to hear your guys' okay. final thoughts. And for me, um, one great last quote by Albert Einstein says, once you stop learning, you start dying. And, um, I think there's a lot so of truth to that. I'm, I want to be somebody yeah. who's yeah. a lifelong learner and to keep reading and learning and growing. And it's something that I'm learning to do as a busy daddy now. <laughs> yes. That's cute. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
next Monday until August, the end of August, we won't be broadcasting from the Virgin Islands. We'll be broadcasting from Atlanta. Yes, Georgia. Very nice. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh, yeah. So thank you very much, Jen. I appreciate the stopping. Next step, we've got to figure out how to get all three of us together in the same place. Yes. Oh, we would love yes. to come where you are. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Coming in hot. Hey, One now. Day. <laughs> One day. And, Jen, I like what you said. You know, you said basically to not read is to feel like you're dying. And I think that's a true statement because you never are smart enough. You never learn enough. You will never know everything. And I think you have to keep your brain alive by reading and being intrigued by stuff and, and keeping, you know, and up to date with <laughs> things that's going on, you know. So I definitely agree with you. Stimulate the brain. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Absolutely. We're down, to the last, we're down to the last minute, so we need to close up. Closing thought. Thirty you seconds. Want it. Go ahead. Stay tuned. Well, I just want to say, thanks again for bringing such a wonderful topic to our presence, and you alerted me to get back into what I used to do, and I think I'll start doing that and keeping track of it. Thanks again, Jed. Yes. See you hey, next Monday, you Jed. It was, it was fun. AT and have a safe trip, and I'm looking forward to next Monday. Thank you. Thank All you. right. See Take you next care. Monday. Thank you. Bye, everybody. So long. I could live in a different place with a different house. I'm